0: Welcome to SBS News in Easy English, a daily five-minute news wrap for English learners and people with disability. My name is Marcus Megaloconomos. A suspension of the electricity market has been lifted from 2 p.m. Eastern to on Friday afternoon. The Australian energy market operator, also known as AEMO, says it is possible to return to regular operation of the national electricity market. The Federal Minister for Energy, Chris Bowen, says authorities are seeing more normal electricity processes in place. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with progress. Uh, we, Mr. Westerman and I just keep the lights on. Uh, against considerable challenges over the last few weeks. Uh, Mr Westerman is very pleased with progress over the last 48 hours and uh, it's good to see a return to more normal position. Well the opposition has got a choice to make. They can be taken seriously as a credible alternative government or they can be a laughing stock. They appear to be taking the latter approach by somehow claiming that the last ten years of denial and delay don't count. Australia's federal election period has officially ended. The return of the writs to the Governor-General means the next steps allow for parliamentary sittings. The Australian Electoral Commission confirmed the procedure operation, which happens after all the successful candidates at an election, are declared winners. Electoral Commissioner Tom Rogers says this marks the completion of the most complex and challenging election in Australia's history. The 47th Parliament will meet for the first time on the 26th of July. Elsewhere, Queensland is following other states in removing coronavirus restrictions, including vaccine mandates, for most workers. This means workers in schools, childcare, prisons and airports will no longer need to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Mandates will also be removed for people visiting jails, aged care, and disability settings. But mandates will still apply to workers in healthcare, hospital, aged, and disability care settings. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk told the Parliament it will be up to the individual employer if they wish to mandate the vaccine against COVID 19. Mr. Speaker, I once again pay tribute to the resilience of Queenslanders yeah. for the strength of the response to this pandemic. We have stood shoulder to shoulder, side by side, looking after each other through the worst of times. Yeah. The changes come into effect from 1am next Thursday, the 30th of June. And the Victorian government will have four new ministers following the resignations of four senior ministers just a few months out from the state election. The Sports Minister, Martin Pakula, Deputy Premier, and Education Minister, James Molino. Health Minister Martin Foley and Police Minister Lisa Neville confirmed their resignations this morning. Jacinta Allen is likely to become the state's new Deputy Premier with the Labor caucus expected to confirm her appointment tomorrow morning. Premier Daniel Andrews confirmed that Mary Ann Thomas will be Health Minister and Natalie Hutchins will be the Education Minister. Mr Andrews also says that he is very proud that more than half of his new leadership team will be made up of women. That's critically important to me. We have made some profound changes to make sure that uh, women are safe in our state, women are represented across government boards, our courts and tribunals and the government is so much better for making sure that 50% of the community uh, are at least 50% of our ranks. And overseas, the United States Senate has passed a gun safety bill breaking nearly 30 years of no action on gun law reforms. The U.S. Senate passed the measure 65 votes to 33, and it will go back to the House. And if legislated, the bill would improve background checks for prospective gun buyers aged between 18 and 21, requiring juvenile records to be checked for the very first time. Afghanistan's ambassador in exile to Australia says it will be difficult to coordinate aid efforts under the current Taliban regime. The country has seen its deadliest earthquake in two decades, a magnitude 6.1 quake resulting in the death of more than 1,000 people. Wahida Waissi told SBS News the latest devastation adds a new layer of complexity to the country's all already struggling economy. There are climate change concerns and food insecurity. The whole system has collapsed. So that is very difficult and that's why the number of casualties are increasing because people who are under the um, rubbles of muds and stones, they are still there and need uh, urgent uh, uh, support. Thanks for listening to SBS News in Easy English.